Hi, welcome to Babe, You Gotta See This. I'm Kurt. And I'm Liv. Merry Christmas. It is the week after Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I, I, I've been in the Christmas spirit for a while now, but Kurt lets me finally live after Thanksgiving. <laughs> it so, is December. The advent calendar has started, so... Yes, it's incredible. I'm so happy. My room is all decorated. My house is all decorated. I mean, I've been watching Christmas movies since, like, Halloween started, but I, I'm i here. What's your, what's your favorite, other than just the Christmas tree, what's your favorite Christmas decoration? <sighs> That's so hard. I mean, I'm Catholic, so I, I appreciate a good nativity scene. We have one that's, that's been passed down through my family. And it's really beautiful. So I like that one a lot. But I mean, I'm a big I'm a big fan of lights. Like I think a garland with some lights on it is like amazing. I also appreciate the lights. That's one of my right? favorite parts of Christmas time. They're beautiful. I just I don't know. I really like the whole cozy what's what's the word that like they call it in nordic countries it's like higgy higgy hike i don't I'm, know what it is i'm not <laughs> sure what you're referring to it's spelled h-y-g-g-e and it's a danish and norwegian word and it's like it's one of those things that, like we don't have a word for it in english but it's supposed to mean like a quality of coziness and comfortableness that ev like evokes a feeling of contentment or well-being. I dig that. We should have a word for that. Right? And so like if you if the, if we did have a word for it, what do you think it would be? I don't know. The like I think it's just a, like a way of explaining like emotional warmth. I'm trying to think of Which like is probably what, why we I'll, don't I'll have that here I, in America. <laughs> No, but like I just Well, no, but I mean Kirk can attest to this. I'm I just like warm warmth feelings. Like I love warm colors. I I'm always wearing warm colors. I don't really have cool colors as I look out at my entirely pink room. <laughs> yeah, you you have a lot of pink. I know what I like. That's fair. I do have a little pink Christmas tree right by my TV. It's very so when you. I lose Gwent for the 15th time in a row, I can stare at it and feel some sense of joy again. Kurt, is there any part of Christmas that you like? I mean, I like Christmas. <laughs> I'm not like a hater of Christmas. It's just not my favorite holiday. Does your dog like Christmas? Pachi loved Christmas. I don't know about Luna. I remember. He really did get in that Christmas spirit. Luna seems to like snow a lot, though. Yeah, Luna does like snow. So, that's good. Ash is skeptical of Christmas. There's a lot of things going on that he isn't sure of, but he likes to bat at the ornaments on the tree, so. <laughs> that's very Ash. I'm not surprised. We're talking about this because we've entered Christmas season at the podcast. From here Which means to the Olivia end... is going to make us watch Christmas movies. Yes, from here <laughs> to the end of the year, we have Christmas movies. 
unless you're me and don't really think that next week we're watching a Christmas movie, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I can't control it. We are, we are in fact watching a Christmas movie next week. I don't know what Olivia well, is talking about. He's lying to himself. But this week I decided we had to start <laughs> off strong. We had to start off with a modern classic that I think will go down in the ages. It is Netflix's A Christmas Prince. A modern classic, she says. It it really is, though. Like, I remember when that movie, when it came out, everybody was shook. <laughs> Everyone. The whole world. Okay, hold on. Kurt doesn't re- count. <laughs> because Kurt isn't on social media. Kurt doesn't do any social media stuff. Besides, like, I do, which is super rare. It's okay, iFunny isn't not... social media. I don't even consider that social media. I don't interact with anyone. I just look at memes. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> okay, but here's what I'm saying is that everyone who's on social media knows about things and then Kurt finds out way later. Like normally when somebody dies, I'm the one that has to break it to Kurt. Or like <laughs> as of recording this, um, Elliot Page just came out as a transgender person, which we're very supportive of. But I found this out yesterday morning, and Kurt just texted me like right before we recorded, and was like, "Hey!" I'm like, the whole world's <laughs> been talking about this for 24 hours straight. I don't know what you want from me. Okay, I'm not saying that it's bad. I love you the way you are. But I'm just saying, you can't be like, oh yeah, sure, everybody was talking about it. When you don't know what people are talking about, you find out through me. You know, that's a fair point. So the point is, this is, it's popular. We all love it. Uh, I'm going to read the summary now that I pulled from Google. Hit us with it. It's a short one. Christmas comes early for an aspiring young journalist when she's sent abroad to get the scoop on a dashing prince who's poised to be king. And it was released November 17th of 2017. Kurt, did you know anything about this movie before I told you about it? Yes, uh, because my sister also loves this movie, both of my sisters. Which, so I have, as they I should. I have seen snippets of it, and I've seen snippets of other movies like it, so I had an idea of what I was getting into. And you were so excited you could barely contain it. That's a lie. That's a filthy, dirty lie. <laughs> it is. That's about the biggest lie I could tell. I mean, like, the, the it's the kind of movie that I will, like, ironically enjoy. You know what I mean? Where, like, I mm-hmm. get a laugh out of it, but I don't actually really like it. Yeah, I get what you mean. I I love movies like this. It is a classic, what I guess has been coined a Hallmark movie, yeah. which is where it is a pretty low production value and... Just a ridiculous story. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's not meant to be a good movie. It's meant to just be mindless and shove Christmas down your throat. And... I watch these movies all Christmas season. I I literally, my family hasn't had cable for many, many years, but I got a subscription to the Hallmark Channel so that we could watch Christmas movies right now. Because it is the, it's the perfect thing because they're all the same. Like, 
wishy-washy plot points will change, but the general structure is always the same. So it doesn't matter when you tune in, you will be, you will know what's happening. And it's just great background noise. You look at it and you're like, oh, I don't have to think while I watch this. It's just Christmas. It's, it's just truly to serve you Christmas vibes. I can only watch so many. I, I just, I don't find that much enjoyment out of them. Like, I think they're funny. Uh, but I am not the person that can just sit and, and binge Hallmark movies. <laughs> I cannot yeah. do it. Which, you know, it's fascinating because Hallmark, they literally release like 25 new movies like this a year. Something like that, which is insane. And Netflix doesn't. Netflix only releases like one or two a year. And so Netflixes are kind of weird to me because it's it's not like, it seems like they're trying to capture the vibe of it, but not really. Something's always a little bit off about it. <laughs> I still watch them all anyway. I have not seen the new Vanessa Hudgens one that just came out yet. I think I might do that this weekend. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you were the one who, your sisters just watched it. Oh, that's that. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, what a prince princess switch to switched again. Yes. Which a wild name. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. Okay. But our, our movie, let's break it down. Let's talk about the three main characters. And then I'll give a rundown of the plot, and we can talk about the things about it that don't make sense. So our main girl, we have Amber. She's the aspiring journalist. (laughs) And she isn't looking for love. That's, like, always the thing. They're never looking for love. And... Which is hilarious, because she falls in love so fast. (laughs) I don't even know if she falls in love. I think she just lets life happen. Yeah, and so she is trying to make her way up the ranks at her journaling firm, which is how she gets sent to this country. And she, like, doesn't really have a person. Her personality is being, like, the I'm not like other girls kind of girl. But, like, that's, that's still that's not really accurate. a personality, <clears throat> so it's confusing. Next we have Richard. He is the prince who we're supposed to believe is a playboy just because they say that he's a playboy. There is zero evidence within the film. Yeah, no, there's a, it, it does not sell it. No, <laughs> and he is going to become king because his father died. And he has a year to become coronated or he abdicates the throne. And it's like, is he going to take the throne? Is he not? But there's no stakes in it because you can just tell the whole time that he's going to do it out of a sense of pressure. So, <laughs> but it's fine. Cause again, nothing really matters. That's a trivial plot point. And then there's Emily who is, I think the best character. Which one is Emily? Emily is the, the little sister. She's Richard's okay. little sister who. I mean, she's disabled, so good for representation. That's true. And she's the only one that seems to have any sort of sense, you know? Yeah. She she seems, like, normal. She seems way too mature for, like, a nine-year-old. Is she nine? I don't know how old she is. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I literally have no idea. But she's pretty cool. She's my favorite, I would say. Okay, Kurt, should we try to get through this plot? 
let's let's try to get through the plot. Okay, I'll I'll give plot I'll give main plot points. I have them written out in front of me in chronological order, and you can add in as you as we go what you would like to. Okay. So we start the movie with shots of New York, like a lot of Hallmark movies start, but the movie doesn't really take place in New York, so it's weird that this There's about 10 minutes of the movie that's in New York. Yeah, it's weird. And then we we enter, and Amber wants to be a journalist, but she's stuck being an editor and just cleaning up all the other articles that other people write. And then she gets called into her boss's office, and she's like, I'm going to send you to this country of Aldovia because this whole thing is happening with the monarchy. Like I said, he has to, the prince has to take the throne or he abdicates, but he's a playboy and he's been on the run for a year. So nobody knows what's going to happen. <laughs> so then she goes, there's no remorse that <laughs> we later also find out that her mom has died. It's just her and her dad. And she basically just agrees to leave for like the holiday season. No no remorse, no question. She's like, yep, we'll do. It's it's a bit shocking, to be honest. It's, it's really weird. It's like a bunch of exposition that doesn't make sense. And then, uh, so Amber goes to Aldovia, and when she's in line for a taxi cab, this guy cuts in front of her, and he's all scruffy looking, and she's like, you jerk, whatever. <laughs> And when you're watching this, you're like, why are you showing me this? <laughs> but then they... No, I pretty, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, that's the prince. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, you're like, why does that really matter? It doesn't. You're right. It doesn't. Because the whole thing is supposed to be that he's like a playboy and like doesn't take responsibility. So it was like, why did he need to be a jerk? Like... <laughs> Whatever. But so she goes and they have the weirdest press conference ever, which is all the reporters get put in a room and the press secretary comes out and goes, there will not be a press conference. And that's which it. I suppose sometimes happens. But would be handled much better than that. And then literally they're all, all the reporters are like rubble, 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 rubble. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's, it's like they're just making noise. <laughs> they are. And then Amber stands up and she goes, what? And she like asks some question. And then every other reporter asked, in the room goes, yeah, yeah. Which is. Which she is says so something funny. about like, like, um, like we deserve to have like it, it, like it's some shit like that, or it's like she asked. Yeah. I think at one point she asked for like a private meeting with the prince. Yeah, which is the reporters super... like, are you a fucking idiot? Are you dumb? A private interview with the prince? You they all laugh idiot? at her. Like... They all laugh at her. But the thing is, before that, she's like, we deserve something to like be able to tell the the news outlets, and everyone is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all agreeing with her, and then she's like. Or a private interview, and then they're all laughing like they're you. Like, Boo! It's like get you. out of here. <laughs> so like, they all. I, I'm I'm exaggerating, but not by that much. <laughs> and so, and it's weird because it, the movie moves so fast, but painstakingly slow at the same time. God, I love it. And so uh, then everyone's <laughs> leaving. They're like, "Oh, I guess we're just gonna give up and go home." <laughs> 
But Amber, no, she can't go home empty handed. This is her she's time. She's a hungry to... young professional. Yeah, she's got to prove herself. <laughs> so she just sneaks in the side door because we all know that every royal family castle has a side door that's just left open. And she <laughs> wanders around this room that doesn't look like it's a part of a castle, just has a nice rug. The butler has a nice rug. It does, and the butler finds her, and he's like, "Oh, I know you. Who you are? You must be the new American tutor for the princess." And she's like, "Uh, yeah, sure, that's me." And thus it begins. So, this is where the movie comes to a weird plot standstill. So, uh, Emily, the princess, uh, meet gets to know. Uh, Amber better and they're talking Amber ends up meeting the prince and he's like I know you I stole your taxi and she's like sorry I called you a jerk and he's like no I was a jerk and it's like great glad we established that and then (laughs) (laughs) and then Emily uh I don't know there this is essentially then becomes like 40 minutes of fluff where we're supposed to believe that Amber and Richard are falling in love through weird little but acts. nothing happens it's like it's yeah. like they, they bump into each other like twice and then they're like swooning over each other she shoots an arrow through a window and... which is just like like I, I don't understand how she got it that wrong like i understand like like missing the target and hitting something behind it but like she like gets distracted and then starts like aiming to the left like and nobody stops her like she's she, like the bow and arrow is like 90 degrees away from the target and everyone's like, ha ha ha, we're shooting arrows. And it's <laughs> also as somebody who's done archery, there's no way somebody who is picking up a bow for the first time would be able to use that much power. <laughs> it's so weird. And oh, oh, also beforehand, she breaks like a Ming porcelain vase. <sighs> And they just kind of brush it off. Like, she didn't just destroy, like, thousands of dollars. artifact. Yeah, because, like, those are tens of thousands of dollars. Should I Google like, it up? Yeah, Google it. Find the cheapest Ming vase you can. On eBay, there's one going for $100,000. <laughs> yeah. So, so to and imagine she breaks that she it, and they're wasn't like... fired on the spot <laughs> is it's, it's, it's just weird. ridiculous to me. Yeah, and so uh, whatever. Again, it's just pure fluff. Nothing happens. And then there's a party because it's around Christmas time, obviously. And um, Richard's cousin Simon shows up, and you know that he's evil because he's posh. <laughs> And he wants the throne. And he for just himself. acts like a dick the entire time. Like yeah. there's no, there's not a single redeeming part of this character. I do not yet. kid. Yet. Yet. Kurt, what? you are only one movie into the trilogy. Oh, uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so Simon shows up, and he's next in line for the throne after Richard, because you know sexism and bloodlines so emily gets skipped because because of sexism and bloodlines yeah and then richard's ex-girlfriend comes back uh because she's like i really love you but 
it's clear that she's a gold digger and she just yeah it's, it's just queen. so obvious like they don't even try to hide the fact that she's trying to become queen yes and then they make a big deal out of the fact that the queen found this acorn ornament that the king was going to give to her before he died and it is a massive ornament and you're like why are they pulling so much attention to this stupid acorn it'll all be it's revealed. a surprise tool to help us later then there's more fluff. Also, it's an ugly ornament. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just like, it's it's just so clear that some dude in the prop department had a budget of $5 and put it together in 20 minutes. He was trying his best. <laughs> and then comes, then there's a scene where Amber is like, she's still trying to get dirt. And so she's like, I'm going to find out about who the real Richard is. And so she follows him and he goes on horseback and she can't ride a horse, but she decides to get on a horse anyway and chase him into the forest. Which is fucking ridiculous. Like who, who in the entire world goes, yeah, I'm going to ride a horse for the first time to chase an experienced horse rider through the snowy woods. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it goes exactly I how you think it will. The horse gets scared and throws her off and she's walking around the woods and you know what of course happens a wolf tries to attack her <laughs> and then of course richard comes and not saves. many wolves not more than one wolf as is <laughs> common in wolf packs a it's single just... lone wolf <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the shot of richard coming in to save her in which he has the tiniest pistol in the world and fires two warning shots into the air and basically and goes, the, get, get. And, and then the, the wolf, wolf just gets wolf out just... of there. In in the movie's defense, in the movie's defense, there are nine millimeter pistols that small, especially from like the 80s. So it is possible that they just found like an old cheap gun and it's actually like a decent gun. It's just like in the 80s, they were they liked small pistols for concealed carry. They liked really tiny guns. But it's more the guns. fact that he uses the gun and then goes, go on, go away. Like, <laughs> like I think yeah. he got the point. And so then they go to this cabin in the woods. Not the horror movie, but um, then... I wish. That would have been so exciting. That would have been a great twist. Yeah. No, and then they're having a romantic talk about, oh, should he be king? Should he not be king? They find a poem that his father wrote that's a bad poem. It's not it a good poem. It is not a good poem, but it, it but serves the man's as a dead, riddle. So, yeah. Um, and so then Richard leaves for a minute to go do something. I don't know what. And, and Amber finds a secret drawer, and in it, she finds a folder. And so she goes, I'm going to take this folder and look at it later. And she goes back to her room, and she finds out that Richard is adopted, which means that he can't be the king because he's adopted and it's a bloodline. And so she's finding all this out while she's sitting on her bed. Something else that I will mention about the the movie, it's worth it for watching this alone. Every time Amber, we get this like voiceover from her because she's a journalist and she's always like, I have to find out more about Richard. I need to tell the story of who he really is. And the, it, it'll pan over to her laptop screen that's titled, like, Notes. And they're hilarious. Like, w at one point, one of the bullet points is just, need to find out more, with, like, four exclamation points. <laughs> uh. 
so she's sitting there she's taking notes she finds the adoption papers richard knocks on her door and is like do you want to go take a walk and she goes sure and then leaves the adoption papers that could disrupt an entire monarchy just sitting on the bed so then they go then simon and the ex-girlfriend break in to uh amber's room Oh, we should also say at this by this point Emily has found out who Amber is because Emily is the only one with a brain in this movie, and she was like, "I won't rat you out as long as you promise not to badmouth my brother unnecessarily in your article." And and the the funny the the funniest thing t- to me is that like you would think a royal family would be more invested in who specifically is tutoring their daughter because that's her cover right so it's like the fact that nobody figures it out is just they didn't a- even ask for a form of id imagine imagine how fucking easy it would be to assassinate a member of this family we've already established there are no guns in aldovia no, that one... no, we haven't because the prince has a pistol well he's the only one no we we he's talked the about only this one. <laughs> Kurt and I did discuss this during the movie because at one point there's a whole big hullabaloo because they're going to the orphanage to do a press conference and Richard is supposed to give a speech and the royal family is just up on this podium with absolutely no security with all of the press and everyone around and Kurt was like they, they could be assassinated so easily it, it, so it maybe, their gun, maybe their gun control is just really strong perhaps I mean, New Zealand. Only members of the monarchy are allowed to carry firearms. Well, no, but I mean, like, what is it? Like, Australia, who they had one mass shooting, and then they, like, got their gun control under wraps, and now they're, like, good? Uh, yeah, but Australia has, like, the highest rate of knife kills in the world. Well, I mean, we So didn't I wouldn't say... say they're good. They just don't have any more mass shootings. <laughs> well, it would probably be harder to, to assassinate somebody with a stab. Not if there's no security. <laughs> I guess. You could just run up on the stage. Who's stopping you? Not the bodyguards. So they aren't there. <laughs> right into us if you have any ideas about what the um, firearm and knife regulations are in Aldovia. <laughs> Aldovia. <laughs> so, yeah, and so uh, Simon finds the adoption papers and realizes that Amber is not who she said she is. She's a journalist. And he, so they wait until the coronation ball that's going to take place on Christmas Eve, which, of course, she shows up in a beautiful ball gown, but she's still wearing her converse, of course, because she's not like other girls. And so her and the prince are, like, low-key, like, you know, I guess they're in love, even though they've spent, like, maybe three hours together total. And then right as he's about to be coronated, <laughs> Richard's about to get, you know, crown the king. Uh, his ex-girlfriend is like, I object. He is not the rightful heir to the throne. And in front of everybody, they just say that he's adopted, which he didn't, Richard didn't even know this. He gets this news broken to him at the same time as everyone else. I think the funniest thing about this scene to me is like, the, it's established that there's a parliament in this country, right? There's a prime minister. Yes! And and this process of crowning the king that gets disputed, there's there's n- 
Parliament is not involved at all, which is ridiculous to me because it, in, in the, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know the laws specifically, but I'm assuming that in the UK, if there's a dispute over the crown, the parliament probably is the one who mediates that process. Yeah. Are you saying that they would at least like pause and be like, hold on. <laughs> and then so no. they're like, they're like, he's adopted. Also, she's not a real tutor, which if anybody had listened, they would know she doesn't know anything. So yeah, no duh. And they're like, she's a journalist. And then the royal family's like journalist. Everyone hates journalists in this country. Me too. And then she then they're like, get out. And she's like, <laughs> No, I need to I need to help. And yeah, she then she as she's about to leave, she remembers the weirdly cryptic bad poem that the father wrote and then she remembers richard saying he was going to give this to my mom at christmas with the acorn and she's like oh the poem mentioned a seed i'm gonna go and so then she somehow gets into the palace again even though she i guess is public enemy number one for like destroying up like again no guards anywhere no, what's really funny is that, like, the guards are there, but it's just two of them, and they're just holding two sticks in, like, an X. But she could just go around them. Like, they're not working. Yeah, it's... it. I know, and then the mean housekeeper lady is, like, fine. She's not even you... that mean. <laughs> She's, oh, not in this movie, sorry. And... She gets meaner? What, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? And so then she's like, I'm going to go, and she runs to the acorn, and she's like, don't break that. And she takes the top off the acorn and finds a royal decree. So then it's Christmas. Simon and the ex-girlfriend get married because she wants to be queen. So she marries him. And he's about to get crowned when Amber runs in and is like, yeah, no, he, the, the king changed the law before he died. Why he didn't show anybody, I don't know. <laughs> but he changed it so that way he you can be an adopted son and get to be the king it's and just so, so stupid it is and so then richard becomes the king and it's all fine i guess whatever and then the ex-girlfriend has a snotty line about how now she's gonna divorce uh simon because he's not the king and it's supposed to be funny. And then Amber goes back to New York and she turns in this whole article about her story, which is wild. And her boss is like, no, people don't want to read this. They want juicy gossip, not fluff. So which is like, this girl infiltrated a monarchy. And found out a scandal behind the succession of the throne and then solved that succession scandal. And, it, and as if that is not the juiciest gossip. Like, I know. That is the like, if, that, if that aired in, in news, news articles anywhere in the world, everyone would be raving about it. They'd be like, oh my god, did you hear? Like, that would be the biggest article of the year. <laughs> Literally. And so then she basically, <laughs> she's like, you know what? I don't even want to work here. I quit. And she quits. And then she goes to work at her diner, at her dad's diner. Her dad, who is just so stereotypically New York. And she starts her own blog because she's going to be on her, on her own now. Her blog, what's it called? Amber's blog. An original name for an original gal. 
Yup, so flash forward. It's New Year's Eve. Her <laughs> friends are trying to get her to go out with them. And she's like, I can't go out, guys. I want to do work and hang out with my dad here at the restaurant. And they're like, okay, fine. And the next thing she knows, she's sitting there in the restaurant and a snowball hits the window. What? Who is it? It's Prince Richard. <laughs> of course. She goes outside. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I love you. I, I've, I've never found anybody more perfect for me in my life. And she literally says, we barely know each other. And he's like, but I've never been more sure. He's like, I've never (laughs) been more sure of anything in my life. He proposes. And she says, yes. And the movie ends. Also, it's quite funny because she's like, I'm not ready to give up my career yet. And it's like your blog, Amber's blog. And he's like, I'm not asking you to give anything up. And then the whole plot As if she of the couldn't second be movie, the queen and then blog. Yeah, but then the whole second movie is about how she can't be the queen and also blog. What? <laughs> and that's the end that's... of A Christmas Prince. Isn't that fun? It's painful <laughs> to watch. It's... I gave you a, an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, that made it much movie. more enjoyable. You know, it's not meant... To, it, it's... It's pure chaos. That is the truth. Are you ready for some fun facts? No. <laughs> I know Let you are. with it. So, this was, this was uh, something that got pretty big news traction also, but you might not know about this, Kurt. Uh, on I December 10th don't. of 2017, Netflix revealed in a tweet that 53 of its subscribers had watched the film every day for 18 days straight. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say I was not one of those people. I'm surprised. I'm actually genuinely surprised. I don't need to watch the same movie every day when Hallmark provides me an unlimited stream. <laughs> And this is something that's always fun to me and Kurt. At the beginning, there are some scenes of New York City, as we mentioned. But there's also one scene of Chicago. In this movie, (laughs) they even left in one of the Chicago City flags. So it's supposed to be all these clips of New York, and then there's one of Chicago with the Chicago flag on it. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if other people can tell this. It might just be because we're from... I won't say we're from Chicago, but compared to the grand scheme of the world, we're, we're, we're from the Chicago land. We're from yeah. the Chicago land area, which is funny because to us, the Chicago skyline is so different from New York. And I mean, at one it, point, it might well, be because we live around Chicago. Like we see those buildings all the time. Yeah, but I feel like at the same time, people from New York look at that and are like, "That's just not New York." I don't know what they're showing here, <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, not New York. Yeah. And so, um, here's a shout out to another podcast. Uh, I love a podcast called The Flop House, which is mm-hmm. also talking about movies. And they introduced me to a new section on IMDb called Goofs, in which people point out I'm so excited to hear about goofs in the film. And some of them are f- some of them are good. Some of them are just so stupid. So, like, this one, and I don't know if this is meant to be, like, uh-huh, I got, I caught you, but, like, in the opening scene, 
when Amber is like told by her boss about the royal family, uh, she's researching the prince, and a picture of his ex girlfriend, Lady Sophia, um, is she's all dressed up, and it's like talking about her. But the photo is her in the outfit from the ball that doesn't happen until later in the movie. <laughs> Um, at the end of the film, uh, when people are in the diner on the countdown on New Year's Eve, the clock on the wall, they're like counting down the final 10 seconds, but the clock on the wall shows 11.54. They couldn't change the clock. And then somebody Come pointed on. out. <laughs> and then somebody took the time to point out. When the king died, his son would have become the new king upon death unless he renounced the throne. Coronation is only a formality and is not a requirement for ascending to the throne. Power passes immediately. <laughs> okay, so it says that it's an... IMDb cites that this, an, this is an inside joke. I don't think it's an inside joke. I think it was just somebody who just got lazy. Yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, there's a gossip website that's shown with a headline reading, does Prince Richard have a new secret girlfriend? Right? But (laughs) beneath that, in smaller print, it's supposed to be a blurb. But what it says is, he as compliment, unreserved projecting, between bad observe, pretend delight for believe, do newspaper questions consulted sweetness do? Remark fat set why our sudden depend change entire wanted. Performed remainder attending led fat residence for. Excuse me? Can you read that again? (laughs) (laughs) I'll read it again for you. I'll do it slower. (laughs) Starting the quote. He as compliment unreserved projecting, period. Between bad observe pretend delight for believe, period. Do newspaper questions consulted sweetness do, period. Remark fat set why our sudden depend change entire wanted, period. Performed remainder attended lead fat residence for, period. End quote. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I realize I also never thought about the, the power thing. Because, like, yeah, looking looking at it, of, of fucking course, the power would go immediately. Like, do you know how easy it would be to fuck with the succession of that country if power switches were not dependable? <laughs> if there was a whole year in which the king had before he had to... Ju- <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty much saying that there was no leadership in the country for a whole year. Also, everything in this country happens on Christmas. Everything. Which is stupid. It's wild. Like, why would you want all of your big, like, political things happening on a holiday? It's stupid. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So, Kurt, did you like the movie? I thought it was funny. I didn't really enjoy it, but I thought it was funny. (laughs) It's not something that I will ever want to watch again. But it was entertaining enough. I'll take it. Do you recommend it? Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, yeah. I get I get that. I wouldn't just, like, blanket recommend this to anyone, because I don't think it's that good. 
but like, if this is your kind of movie, then you're probably going to like it, you know? Stupid Christmas movies are my bread and butter. So I love this movie. It's a good turn your brain off and just sit and look at some pretty Christmas decorations kind of movie. It really uh, is. I, I think that for... this this year has been rough for everybody. So, you know, just get some hot cocoa, put on this movie, don't take anything seriously, and just, just like... Just turn your brain off. Yeah. And then you can start getting sucked into the Netflix Christmas universe which is wild because in this universe there's four women who all look exactly like Vanessa Hudgens because they all are Vanessa Hudgens. Oh my god. And it's it's quite crazy. It's good. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I, I really think that's about it, to be honest. That's that's all I got. That's what was said was said. Uh, ho, ho, that's, ho. That's Merry it. Christmas. Thank you to Flowers for you letting us use their song Baby Blue for our intro and outro music. All of their socials will be linked in the description. You can follow us on Instagram at Baby Gotta See This, and you can follow us on Twitter at BYGST Pod, even though we never tweet. But if you want to follow us, you can. Be safe as the winter comes along. Flu season's going to hit hard, and we still have, you know, Miss Rona, so be careful be safe Kurt, what are we watching next week uh is next week my christmas pick it is your it's your pick we are watching my favorite christmas movie that Die can't Hard. be your favorite christmas movie it's my favorite christmas movie <laughs> i may or may not be saying that just to spite you we're gonna watch Die Hard. We're watching Die Hard, which oh. is a Christmas oh. movie, and I will come prepared for that argument. <sighs> this has been Baby Gotta See This. I've been Liv. And I'm Kurt. Bye. See ya. Bye.